This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Jay Gabrani on the line. Jay, how are you? Great, Michael. Nice to be with you. Glad you're here. You are the founding member. I was going to say founding father, which actually sounds <laughs> sounds good with the name of the organization of Prepared Fathers. Yeah. And your story is one that um, obviously resonated with me and resonates with a lot of people. So, tell us, you know, about you know why you launched Prepared Fathers and and the work that you're doing today. Sure. Uh, well, you know what, Michael, I, I just find that um, when you go back and you look at kind of traditional how family finances are run, in my household, my father was the one who was in charge of things. In my household, when I got married, I was in charge of things. And in terms of preparing for all of life's curveballs and sudden events and unexpected events, I didn't really do a lot of that stuff. And and I wasn't really thinking much about it, like many other fathers or many other parents who might be in charge of the family finances. Um, but unfortunately, I had one of those things happen to me. Life did throw me a curveball. And back in 2014, uh, my wife passed away. And overnight, I became a single father of three kids, ages five and seven and nine at the time. And let's just say that, you know, obviously, there's a lot of Kind of devastation that comes with a spouse passing away. Um, but there was one other thing that on top of the mourning and emotional loss, you're also having to deal with, I was the executor of her estate. And when I was, and uh, I should give a little background, I'm educated as a professional accountant. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I'm a real estate investor. So when it comes to things like contracts and dealing with lawyers and paperwork, all that, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm all right with those things. But when I went through the, the whole stage of being the executor of my wife's estate, let's just say I had a lot, of, uh, a lot of difficulty with it. There was a lot of information I didn't know. I didn't have reported properly. And, after, and my wife passed away in 2014. I had to take a sabbatical for about four years. During that sabbatical, Michael, I spoke with many other fathers about uh, you know, unfortunately, if something happened to them, something happened to their spouse, would their families kind of be ready? And unfortunately, the answer was no. So late in 2018, when I came off of my sabbatical, I decided, okay, where can I make an impact? How can I help people? And that is where Prepared Fathers was born. Uh, we basically, our mission at Prepared Fathers is to empower fathers financially. So they can secure their family's future, so they can be prepared for life's curveballs. Uh, and I just find that, you know, it's, it's really important because a lot of people don't talk about this type of stuff, uh, yet it's so vital and it's so important. So that is where uh, Prepared Fathers uh, came from. Such a powerful story and yeah, so much to dive into on it. You know, one of the things that jumped out at me at first was the fact that you have you know the financial skill set to be able to do you know everything that or most everything that you need to do regarding financial planning estates dealing with uh, insurance companies 
uh, death certificates, you know, getting access to accounts and all that kind of stuff. You've been trained in those areas. Mm-hmm. So when you have to do that, but it's with a loved one yes. and a spouse is, you know, about as close as you can get uh, to uh, the definitive uh, definition of a loved one. Mm-hmm. How, how are you able, and this is, you know, a question that, you know, I have, and I know how I've, you know, been able to go navigate through life challenges, but, you know, how were you able to avoid, you know, increased stress and maybe even burnout when it came to, you know, dealing with all of those things that we don't think about when, you know, when we have to deal with something such as the loss of a family member? Well, you know what? I think that was the main reason for the sabbatical is at the time uh, in 2014, I was running a, I owned a marketing agency. It was busy, a lot of clients. And when she passed away and it was sudden, it was unexpected. uh, Let's just say that, you know, I just couldn't deal with the outside world's demands of me. I simply had to focus internally, uh, focus on my children, focus on myself. And that is the sabbatical. That's where I was able to kind of, and it, it was four years, Michael. Like, it was a long time to, to kind of recover and figure things out. Uh, like, it was a traditional household, quite honestly. Like, I was the outward-focused spouse, you know, business, real estate, bringing home money. And my wife was the internal-focused spouse, the kids cycle, the household cycle, et cetera. Well, when she passed away overnight, that all became my kind of domain, all of my kit and caboodle. Uh, and let's just say I didn't really know what to do. So I needed to take time off. And that is the main reason I was able to kind of deal with it all. And let's just say kind of come out the other side now, um, four years later, five years later, it's because I was able to take some time off. And that I, I don't really know what other people would do if that happened and maybe they weren't able to kind of take some time off. But it's recovery time. You need to like be good to yourself. And that's what I was trying to do. Uh, Just take care of myself, take care of my children. So that's the best answer I can give you. I think it's different for everyone, but the sabbatical was the main reason. It's fortunate that you did have that opportunity to take, you know, the time that you needed uh, to deal with everything and to, and to mourn. And, and a phrase you hear a lot is the new normal of you know a household that you know had you know you know two partners that were uh working on you know similar things but some different things to to make the household whole and when one of those components leaves um it is it takes a lot uh to run a household with with children and their activities and homework and schooling and making sure that you're a parent and 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 guiding them uh and and, you know especially you know when you know the ages of the children are you know younger and even you know even if they were in their teens there's there's still challenges and nuances because you know they too are dealing with a, a very significant loss and they're trying to navigate around you know how do how does this work and you know, you don't make eggs the same way mom did, or I mean, it, as silly as that is, but there are these little things that um, are a, a big deal to, to everybody involved. And, 
you're right. A lot of people, unfortunately, because uh, a lack of planning uh, or insurance or time off for work or depending on what, you know, what they do as a vocation, yes. you know, taking four years away uh, may not be an option. You know, they may only be able to take, you know, a very short period of time away uh, in order to, you know, keep their employment, um, even though with, you know, obviously with laws and family leave and things like that, there there's uh, provisions to take some time, but, you know, it's difficult to assign a time frame as to how long one would need uh, to be able to uh, at least get back into the swing of things and, and live their life in a way that um, they want to live uh, after you know, such a significant event. And uh, it, it, you know, for those that can't, um, that's why, you know, this conversation is so important is you have this opportunity and we'll talk about that next of, what are some things that you should do um, to prepare um, for this? Because we, I know this is not a popular subject for people, but we all, we all have expiry dates. Thankfully, thankfully, they're not tattooed on the back of our neck like a milk carton, but um, we, we know that you know, each of us at some point will uh, no longer be living. And you know, there's you know, an aftermath of that. And, the, the smoother that we can make it for, you know, those that uh, carry on uh, the better. So and yes. I, I know that's, you know, a big, you know, big mission of your organization. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell us about, you know, what, you know, some of the things that you do to help, you know, prepare uh, sure. you know, the fathers to you know, really make sure that they can ease the burden of, of going through something like you did. Yes. Okay. So, Let's, uh, I want to backtrack one second. So for me, it's not only, we've talked about here, uh, someone passing away. Um, I basically classify these things as life's curveballs. Uh, the death of a spouse or the death of yourself is not the only curveball. There's other items, maybe a, a divorce, a job loss, some sort of disability, an accident. There's all these types of situations that what we'll just deem them all as life's curveballs. So at Prepared Fathers, we want to help fathers prepare for life's curveballs. So kind of talk about all of those aspects. So some of the things that I encourage my clients to do, you're a father, if you have any assets of any sort, the first, and of course, you know, you have children, it is getting a will. All right. That's the first and foremost thing, because um, let's just say that if something does happen uh, and someone passes away, you really do want to have that because let's just say on top of all the emotional mourning and devastation and turmoil, you don't want to have your family have to deal with something that where they didn't know your wishes. Uh, they don't know kind of what assets you owned, etc. So we talk about a will, uh, even something simple to get started is fine. Um, the second thing we usually talk about is do you have proper life insurance? This is especially important for fathers who, are working their way and building their assets. Maybe they haven't reached all their goals yet. Maybe they're a new father and they're really just getting started. You don't have to make tons of money uh, in order to be prepared. So insurance programs, just making sure you have the right, you know, a, a life insurance program, maybe a disability program if you qualify. That's usually very helpful. A lot of fathers don't necessarily uh, pay much attention to it. Maybe they're offered something at work and they say, yeah, okay, I'll take part. Um, but again, those are two very important things when it comes to like your paperwork and your setup. 
And the one thing that is very, very important that, again, not a lot of people do because it is such an uncomfortable topic to talk about is having the right conversations with your what I call key stakeholders. So your spouse, your adult children, your elderly parents, um, your executor or your lawyer, something like that. All of these people, it's if you have your stuff organized and you've communicated it um, to your key stakeholders, that is a very important step that a lot of fathers just do not do. So these are the type of things that we encourage. These are the type of things that we talk about at Prepared Fathers. Those are kind of uh, a basic three, wills, insurance, and conversations. And the, the wills and the insurance, like you said, are stuff that you can you know take care of pretty quickly. And not very expensive either, right? Like no. Compared to your assets, having those things in place are really good. Uh, they're economical and they're affordable alternatives. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it easier. So you don't have to deal with those types of situations on top of dealing with a funeral or a memorial or all those other things, you know, make it clear and let everybody know and have, and, and let them know where, you know, the instructions are. And, you know, in the pre-show we talked about um, my aunt recently passing away and, um, her, her spouse, my uncle, had passed away a year ago, and he, um, prior to passing away, had everything lined up as far as his will, his memorial, the funeral, everything was taken care of. It was basically a situation of, you know, when he did pass, okay, you know, you know, transfer, you know, his body to the funeral home, do the service, cremation, all of that good stuff, had everything coordinated, and she did the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And and what that meant for the family, including the will, as far as where everything is to go, who's getting what, everything is laid out. It it, it was, you know, basically like a, a recipe. It's like okay, here's what you do in order to make this happen, and with pinpoint instructions and even with clauses on if there's any disagreements or you know whatever the case may be, you know, clear cut so it would be. Uh, a pretty straightforward situation for everybody involved. And, and, and believe me, that relieves so much stress for family members that have to deal with these things. And again, and we talked about this a couple of times, it's not a popular thing to talk about, but you know what? Uh, one of the things that I've often said to people is like, if you love your family and your friends, yes. one, one of the best gifts you can give them is a nice seamless um, end of life situation, so they don't have to guess what you would want. Mm-hmm. There should be no there should be no guessing. Let's let's make it clear cut. I want to be cremated, um, and you know, in instructions with you know, even with the ashes if they're going to be kept or what. You know, all of these things are buried. Where to be buried? All of these things get all of that stuff taken care of. And again, as we often know. You know, especially if, you know, a situation, there's a lot of organizations that you can basically, you know, prepay for your memorial service or funeral or cemetery, all of those things. Take advantage of those because they are cheaper than, because basically, if you don't have that planned, um, it's a captive market, okay? You, you're going to be paying, there's no discounts, you know, there's no coupons, you're, you're going to be paying top dollar for, um, these things. And if you can take care of them beforehand, again, it's a 
great gift for your family because then they don't have to figure out, okay, how are we going to pay for the funeral? How are we going to pay for these things? It's already taken care of and, and preparing that and making it clear. And, but you know, the big three you know, the third one is those conversations is having those conversations and have everybody aware of it. Yes. They won't like the conversation. Yes. There'll be tears. There'll be, people will be upset, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you'll say, that's my wishes. And, um, please follow through with them. And here's the instructions. Here's where things are. Here's what everything is. And you know, even to the point like my parents, you know, they, when they had their will um, redone, you know, they gave my brother and I copies of it. So I have a physical copy of the will here. Now they live, um, you know, I'm in Toronto and my parents live uh, in the U S but I have it and I know exactly where it is and I can grab it. Um, if I need to, you know, go down and, and deal with uh, matters. I've got the instructions. I've looked at them. You know, I haven't looked at them in a while. I'll review them again. You know, it's, that's another thing too is don't wait to, you know, to look at the instructions until they pass. Take a look at them. Refresh yourself with them. I mean, this is, I'm sure you suggest this as well, but it's, it helps. And that way you're not looking at something for the first time because your emotional state is not going to be as clear headed as it could be. So that's, that's just some tips that, that I would toss into the mix. Very much so. Obviously those situations are high stress and you certainly don't want to be looking at things for the first time when you're under that type of stress as a family member. I'm going to point out a couple of other things. Like let's say we, we again have talked about someone passing away. Let's say that there was some other thing where, you know, there was a job loss or someone got into an accident and they were hospitalized. Well, if they're the financial spouse, then just having had those conversations, the non-financial spouse will at least know where are the bank accounts? How do I get access to money? Where are the insurance policies? So again, this is not uh, funeral wishes. These are things that might, you might need in another uh, type of curveball. Right. So at least all the information being in one place, like you said, a will. Well, having the other documents, like who are our advisors? Um, what investment accounts do we have? What bank statements, uh, bank accounts do we have, et cetera? Knowing your assets also is exceptionally important as well. And that's where having those conversations, having organized paperwork, which we highly encourage um, fathers to do, or at least the financial spouse to do. That's really important as well. So I certainly want people to recognize that uh, it's not solely about uh, someone passing away. There's other curveballs that life can throw at us uh, and we're going to have to be ready for. So that's just something I wanted to add in there. No, I'm, and I'm glad you did that because it, one of the exercises I um, did years ago and you know, I, I update them at least annually, if not you know, more frequently if, if there's a change is you know, all of your, you know, information, your bank account information, life insurance policy numbers, account numbers for, you know, anything that you use, have a hard copy of those documents or sheet somewhere printed in a safe space where you know where you can grab them in -hmm. case of internet outage or you have to leave home in an instant or things like that. So you have access to them even though in our online world where things are accessible via the cloud or things like that, internet goes down. The only thing we have is, you know, old fashioned telephone lines. Yes. Um, and you're trying to get a hold of your insurance broker to see if you can file a claim to get some emergency relief or, 
you know, funding for a rental car or a hotel room or whatever the case may be. Yes. If you don't have the account number information and you have to call head office or something, yeah, uh-huh. if, if, if Tim's your insurance agent, that's fine. But what happens if Tim is on vacation and his office is closed and he guides people to call national? Well, you're going to call national. They're not going to know, Hey, I'm Jay. Oh, yep. great. How, how are you, Jay? Good. Um, you know, you, now sometimes they can look it up with information, but you'd also have to know what the phone number was and, and not too many of us are lugging around yellow pages you know, to figure <laughs> out what the, what, you know, and, or as I like to refer to them as, um, you know, very, very cheap monitor stands. Um, they were great when we used them, uh, but, uh, and uh, things have changed, but ultimately again, the more prepared you are for worst case scenarios or disasters, the better you're going to be if those events actually happen. My hope, of course, is they never do, but, but you're prepared. And, and that's um, being prepared reduces stress uh, in situation because you know, okay, something came up. What do we need to do? Okay, here's the steps. And it's just like fire drills when you work in an office building or even remember when you're in school, you know, yes. they did the, the fire. There's a reason why we do that is if in the, in the event of a real emergency, mm-hmm. you know what to do. And that's why we practice those things. And it's the same thing here, being prepared uh, to deal with those life challenges, whether it's, you know, the death of a spouse or a divorce or, or uh, something happens and, you know, someone is incapacitated for a while or a coma, you know, all these worst case scenarios, you're not scrambling trying to figure out, okay, how do I get access to this? What do I do about this? And if you don't have that, it is not easy. Um, to to get those things because oftentimes you know they want to talk to the person that you know is the account holder and right. they can't because that person is unavailable and mm-hmm. boy oh boy uh, that that's when the profanity comes out and the frustration and everything else and that can be avoided uh, so 100 percent because a lot of these big companies that you're going to be dealing with insurance companies or banks or whatever yeah, they need, uh, just because you call them, they need, uh, you know, uh, they obviously have big privacy concerns. So having all of this information in one place ahead of time, it alleviates all of that because they're not just going to, and I did have a issue with that. Like I did have wills set up for my wife and I, but uh, there was still missing information. I didn't know her safe deposit box. I didn't know what her safe deposit box key was, as an example. Um, a couple of her bank accounts, I didn't know the actual bank account numbers. So things like that, um, they seem so small, but yes, in a highly stressful, highly charged situation, it is uh, truly like a godsend to say that, all right, here it is. It's all in one place. Actually, one of our main products is a binder. It's called Dad Vault. And in Dad Vault, all of your key information, like you said, it's all in one place. We basically have it in one place. You record it once, Michael. And that's the beauty that I really want to help fathers with is fathers seem to think that this might be work year after year after year. It is not. Once you go through the initial work, record everything down and have those conversations we talked about, then on an annual basis, maybe around tax time or year end, you just take a look at it and just update something. If you bought a property or maybe you opened up another investment account, something like that. It's not that hard. And the other thing I want to point out is we haven't talked about the amount of money you make. It has nothing to do with 
how much money you make. Some fathers think, oh, I don't make a lot of money or, or what have you. It's, it doesn't matter. Preparation, uh, nothing I've mentioned here today is going to cost lots and lots and lots of money. It does take some effort and it takes some attention. So again, I highly encourage fathers uh, who are in charge of their family finance. If you really, yeah, like we all love our children. We love our families. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm hoping that going through the exercises that I talk about will actually give some peace of mind to fathers. That way they know if something happens, hopefully nothing. If something happens, at least my family is ready and my family is protected. And as fathers, that's kind of the way I was brought up. The fathers are the providers, the protectors. So to me, it's almost necessary. Like if you're not doing these things, yet you consider yourself the provider and the protector, I would question it. Like it's, well, you're not taking this because you're uncomfortable. Uh, that's probably not the right frame of mind to be in. So again, I highly encourage fathers, take the steps. They're not expensive. They don't take too long. They might be a little uncomfortable, but you'll feel a lot better after they're done. And and that's the, you know, the best advice we can give our listeners is to yes. take this opportunity and get on top of this, do the work now, and you'll save yourself and your loved ones a whole lot of uh, pain and agony uh, afterwards, when, no matter what life throws at us. And, and life will throw us stuff, right? Like, that's the other part of it is we hope that it doesn't happen. We hope that um, it wouldn't be very serious when, the, when life does throw us a curveball, but uh, you've lived life, I've lived life, right? And you just see experience tells us that all of us, every single one of us will be faced with some challenges or some curveballs. And uh, you might as well, might as well be ready uh, because you can't avoid them, right? Like it's just, it's part of life. So it's one of those things. And just um, so your audience can maybe get a little bit of a, a guide. I have a little checklist prepared for them, a really simple checklist. Uh, if they can go to preparedfathers.com forward slash breakfast, uh, basically they can download a free three-step financial security checklist. It talks about some of the steps that we have here. Um, and just, it gives fathers a little bit of a game plan. Uh, and it's really easy read. I'd, I'd encourage every father out there to go download that checklist, take a read through it, and it'll give you the, a good, some good starting points. Let's put it that way. No, I appreciate that, Jay. And definitely I'll have that information in the show notes. Um, and uh, yes, I highly encourage everybody to get out and go get that checklist. And, and because again, the, the more prepared you are, it'll help you in emergency situations and help your loved ones as well. So it's, you know, better than, you know, you know, buying a, a gift that they're going to return or they won't like or a gift card, give them yeah. something like this because th this will pay big dividends uh, throughout uh, your life for, you know, just to ease of mind and, and everything else. So Jay, I loved our conversation today. I really appreciate you and, and the work that you're doing. Uh, I know you gave us the link on, Mm -hmm. on that list uh but is there any other any other links you want to provide the audience uh well the homepage is preparedfathers.com they can go there and everyone can go and take a look we have blogs we have videos we have uh, a one minute podcast i do called the minute with jay where i just talk about tips and strategies for fathers uh who are in charge of family finance so uh i i just you know at the end of the day 
to me, the impact is if, uh, and fathers do come and, and give me this information all the time. They said, you know, thanks very much for talking about it. Uh, I didn't, you know, they didn't know about it, but now they've taken some steps. To me, Michael, that is just uh, golden. Like then it shows me that um, my wife's passing, the way I look at it then, it's not in vain. It was the most painful day of my life. And at the end of it, when I think about it, uh, I was taught if you can somehow take the most painful day of your life and somehow put a positive spin on it, then, you know, that that negative event is not in vain. So that's how I look at it all. And I just highly encourage fathers, once again, go to preparedfathers.com forward slash breakfast, get that three-step checklist. And other than that, they can reach me. Uh, my contact information is at preparedfathers.com. Awesome stuff, sir. And yes, I'll definitely have all of that in the show notes. Jay, thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate you and, and everything you're doing. I appreciate you as well, Michael. Thanks very much for bringing me on. And I want to uh, just you know thank you and say to your audience that it's uh, great that Michael has asked me these questions. Hopefully it has provided some uh, clarity for them. Here, here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.